When you think of working in construction, what are your thoughts? I'm here with Dave Berger to explain all of the benefits and how today working in the construction is no longer blue collar. In fact, it's one of the only places you can work and actually retire. Dave's going to retire with around $9,000 for life paid to him through a pension. Yeah, a pension. So continue listening if you're interested in learning more about the benefits and working with the trades. Welcome to Work Chatter by East Cascades Works. We connect talent to opportunity. Here, employers and the 10 counties we serve will learn what resources are available to support their growth. Job seekers will discover the plethora of support available to them as they reach their goals. So let's get to work because now is all we have. With UA Local 290 Plumbers and Steam Fitters. We have about 4,800 members, seven training centers for apprenticeship and journeyman training. And right now I think we have a little over 700 apprentices. Wow. Yeah. Just a couple. Just a few. Um, I'm 46, soon to be 47. Uh, I got into this trade when I was 18. Five years went by like crazy. Uh, now I'm in my 28th year of being in this local union and working. So. It's awesome. Um, I worked as a mechanical laborer prior to that, which is uh, where you're just kind of sweeping floors and seeing what everybody else is doing, you know, clean up a little bit of parts delivery here and there. And that's what really hooked me uh, to say, see what the guys were doing and uh, gals too. Not as many as there are now, which is awesome. Uh, but, uh, you know, where they're at in their lives. And I was like, I want to be there. What does the five years look like? Is it all book work or how does that work? So uh, the five years consists of on the job training. So you're working during the day and you're actually making money. As you go through the program every six months, as you get on the job training that you're paid for and you get classroom training, which we do night classes right now. Um, you get through those in six months, then you move up to the next level. So during the time that you're in classroom at night, during the six months, yep. how many hours or how many times do you have to go to the classroom per week? Yeah, so it's it's, uh, it's basically like uh, the normal school year. Mm -hmm. So you have summers off and winter break and spring break like that. Uh, and we go two nights a week, mm -hmm. three hours a night. Um, but then there's also some specialty classes we might have to do weekends or, or something like that. Um, uh, if it's a special eight hour class or it's a like a, we get rigging certifications and so we'll actually rent a crane and bring it in. And so we'll do that on a Saturday and get everybody certified all one Saturday. I feel like they never advertised that, that you could be like hanging off the side of the building and be like a construction worker yeah. or like welding underneath water, like in a scuba, right? Yep. Like you just don't hear about that kind of stuff. Right. What yeah. are those other uh, unique um, construction worker jobs that you don't hear about much that are kind of awesome? So, um, top secret government facilities. There's some, there's some stuff out there that you wouldn't know about um, that you get to work on. Um, worked on nuclear power plants, mm -hmm. which is highly regulated. Mm -hmm. uh, pharmaceuticals, and some of the pharmaceuticals could be like, uh, oh, what are they, like drugs that they're trying to develop that are like government funded because it's gonna be this great new breakthrough for a cancer drug or something mm -hmm. like that and so uh, there's a lot of regulation and who can get in and out of those facilities because they're mm -hmm. trying to keep it as top secret as possible mm -hmm. there's 
a lot of cool stuff. A little variety for you. A little variety, yeah. What is a journeyman? So a journeyman. A journeyman is somebody that spent at least five years in the trade um, and has about 8,000 hours of you know on-the-job training under their belt and some sort of classroom or you know uh, extracurricular training above that. So. What does the mentorship look like as part of that process? Not only did they help me with my career, they helped me with life. Um, I had one of my first journeymen, he was about a year or so from retirement and he was probably one of the ones that taught me the most. You know, carrying 10 boards versus carrying one board doesn't make you a better person. You know, um, work, work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. I had showed up late a couple days, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the doors were locked. <laughs> and he's standing on the other side, it's a glass door and he goes, go home, you're late come back tomorrow and I'm like I'm here and he goes go home you're late come back tomorrow so I came back tomorrow and I was there about 6 30 for <laughs> seven o'clock start time and he said good he goes I want to explain to you that this this job site is like an airplane he goes if you're not on the airplane at seven when it's taken off then you're not on the airplane don't bother coming and that was a huge learning experience because I I lost money because I didn't get to work that day right and that was him teaching me a big lesson. Yeah. But I mean, the mentorship is there. Uh, you need help. Um, we're kind of a really big family. It really is like that. Uh, you know, you're you're working days, you're going to school at night, you're trying to raise a family and have kids and, you know, the life things happen. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of the, you know, uh, journeymen will step up. You know, your car breaks down and they help you fix it or give you a few bucks to, you know, get the part you need mm -hmm. and, you know, get you back on the road or whatever it might be. Cause they've been there, they know. Let's talk about the reward that you get at the end of that rainbow, that five year <laughs> rainbow. And like, you know, as far as the money, you said every six months or so, um, yep. you get a bump. So yeah. walk me through uh, what it's like, what you start at today in Oregon, you know, as an apprentice, what type of money will you receive and okay. benefits? And then kind of walk me through that journey. Yeah, so um, in the plumbing pipe fitting trade, which includes the service HVAC world, we start out at about $20 and change an hour, and that's on the check. That's the money you take home. Without knowing how to do any of it yet. With not, not knowing the difference between a hammer and a screwdriver. Okay. We will teach you, right? Okay. So you're starting out at a little over 20 bucks an hour, and then that's, like I said, take home money, and then there's an additional $18 an hour on top of that that are your benefits. So your full family paid health care, um, some training costs, we have a scholarship fund, we have an educational reimbursement fund that helps with the schooling costs. Um, there's a lot of that and that's all employer paid. So uh, a first term apprentice, again, that doesn't know anything yet, is around 38 bucks an hour. But they take home 20 and the rest is in the benefit to them that they don't have to pay. Correct. Okay. Yep. And again, that's based off a of journeyman's wage, and a journeyman currently is at about fifty dollars and I think thirty-eight cents an hour, mm -hmm. going to memory, but mm -hmm. somewhere right there. And um, and then they have an additional thirty-three in benefits, so they're about um, eighty-three, eighty-four dollars in total package, which is the wages and benefits. Wow. And so uh, an apprentice again is working toward that goal. So uh, they start out at forty percent, and then in the first six months they jump up ten percent. Uh, of journeyman scale, so that's a $5 jump, basically. Mm -hmm. And then every six months after that is a 5% jump, so then it's you know $2.50, $2.50, $2.50 every six months mm -hmm. until you get to about, it's about 90% um, is the, the last term of your apprenticeship, and then there's a 10% jump when you 
turn out and pass all your tests and get your mm -hmm. state licenses uh, to be a journeyman. So one thing that I found out from you um, that I didn't know is that you actually have a pension. Yes. I thought that was reserved for like government workers and teachers. So tell me more about this. Yeah. So our pension is, is pretty cool. Um, and there's different kinds of pensions. There's uh, what we call a defined benefit pension, um, which is what we have. And it's probably one of the elite pensions there is. So once you've earned a specific amount, it's your money to keep forever. It's that's the amount you earned. And that's your monthly benefit upon retirement age. Uh, and then there's a defined contribution, which is similar to like a 401k. You put a buck an hour, two bucks an hour, it goes into the market. You could put it in low risk or high risk. It could grow, it could sink, it could, you could have a million dollars in there. The day before you retire, the market drops and you're left with half of that, right? Right. Um, but again, our defined benefit is secure money. So the way we do it is every 1,000 hours that you work, um, in your benefits, which your employer pays for, mm -hmm. you earn $150 towards your monthly benefit of your pension. Okay. So most people work 2,000 hours a year. So okay. 150 twice is 300. Okay. So that's $300 in a year's worth of, of working that you've earned towards your pension. So now let's just fast forward that same number, okay. 10 years, yeah. that's $3,000, right? 300 right. a year for 10 right. years. That's a monthly income amount. Now that, again, that number is locked. You don't um, have to get your vested immediately? You vest in five years. Wow. It takes five years to vest. Okay. But once you vest it, it's yours. Ever since I got in the trade, I started it, it was like $52 per thousand. And it's just steadily gone up, right? Um, and so I don't ever see it going lower. It's gonna continue to go up. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be higher than that in 10 years. Cause that number's so gonna go up. So what could it theoretically be? Like if, if, if someone's ready to retire and they've been in the trade for 20 years, what's the, what, what, what can they make for retirement? So in my case, my mm -hmm. birthday's in a month and they send you all your statements right before your birthday every oh, nice. year. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> and um, so I just got those and went through them. So my, what I have earned in 20, 26 years of, of the pension, Alex like said I had 28 years, but the first two years didn't put into my pension. Okay. Um, but 26 years in that pension and I have about $5,100 in my local pension mm -hmm. and a little over $1,000 in my national pension. So I'm just sitting at about a little over $6,000 a month of income right now that I've earned. And that's a monthly benefit mm -hmm. when I go to retire. But I'm going to work 10 more years or, or so, so I'm going to increase that even more. Wow. So, so right now, if you decided you were done... And, mm -hmm. and you're going to hang up your PVC pipes. Yep. yep. <laughs> then you would get the neighborhood of, what did you say, 6,500? Yes, yeah, a little over 6,000. Yeah. yeah. And, and a month. A month for life. For life. Wow. Yeah. And I can't collect until I'm at least 55. Okay. But, you know, if I stopped right now and yeah. quit, quit getting, you know, pension dollars uh -huh. and went and cut grass or sure. pumped gas sure. when I was at 55, I could draw that. Wow. But again, yeah. I'm going to continue to grow that. Mm -hmm. So, with, what do you, what's your goal? What do you think that you'll have at the end when you're ready to retire? I think I'll have probably close to nine thousand a month. Wow! Now they'll still have to pay some taxes out of sure. that, but but that'll be what's owed to me. Yeah. Yeah. And tell me about the health care because I know that when people are getting ready to retire, sometimes a health care benefit, like just paying your health insurance, is like over a thousand dollars and it's fourteen hundred dollars, so it keeps people from retiring. Yes. So our, yeah. you told me in another conversation that you guys have thought this through and there's a solution. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
our solution to that is we have a pre-funded retiree health plan. And it works basically on your years of service, how many years you've been in our, our union and, and working. And it's an, it's an average-based thing, but, but basically, if you work steady every five years, and it's a five-year mark, you get about $200 towards the premium of your insurance when you go to retire. So um, there's a cap on that, though. It's 30 years and a maximum of $1,200. Mm-hmm. But currently, retiree insurance is $1,450 a month. So if I had 30 years in, which I'm pretty close to, <laughs> and went to retire, I would have that 1200 um, toward the 1450 So I would pay out-of-pocket $250 for my full family medical health care, which if I still had dependents that were coverable, which we covered till age 26, and a spouse, um, they're covered under that plan for that amount. Wow. And our health coverage is extremely good. So to people, the common perception with uh, jobs in the trades is that it's a blue collar job. How would you respond when you, when you hear that? What is your response? That the blue collar job is more of a white collar job with more hands on. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'd say that is there's so much aspect that is mental, mental and planning that goes into a project than the actual physical working. Um, which is more management, right? My apprentices have iPads that they carry around to do everything they need to. They've got all their plans. They've got their specs on there. They have all their safety procedures. Um, They can walk into a room um, that just had the cement floor poured and no walls yet and pull it up on their screen and they can see in 3D and walk around and see what the walls are gonna be and what, you know, pipes are supposed to be in those walls. A lot of it that comes into it that's so technical and um, a lot of people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, my son's an apprentice and he was on a crew um, on one of the buildings here in Bend, the five-story, the Hickson. Mm-hmm. So what he did is he ran uh, a 3D Trimble machine um, and it was GPS locating. And what they did is each floor, before they poured the concrete, it's a metal deck that they pour concrete on. And he would go and he would use that GPS system and and put marks all over and then they drill holes and put their anchors in for actually what's downstairs before they poured the floor so they were doing it instead of drilling into concrete above them they're working smarter not harder using technology and they put it in before the concrete's poured in the floor above them so then so then when they come in they have the anchor in the ceiling that's already there gps'd out and they know exactly where the pipe's supposed to go and it follows that route and he he was in charge of that crew and he did all five floors it was like 18 months of doing that he loved it well speaking of of the younger um apprentices and and the next generation of trades people um what can you say about this route versus a more um you know office route right you have all the a lot of positions that are remote or from yep. a computer right yep. so what are the benefits of choosing uh besides the healthcare? but see someone young might not care as much about that so so what would you say to them if that's the market that you're talking to so what i would say is um everybody's looking for a reward right something rewarding something that gives them the drive to get up every morning and uh, honestly, construction is it for me. Um, and I think for a lot of people, you know, um, we need bankers and, you know, our cashiers at the grocery store and stuff like that. But when you get up on week one of your apprenticeship and you didn't know the difference between a hammer and a screwdriver, 
And we teach you that. And then you start using them. And then on week two, you go and you see progress that you're doing, right? And then you become a journeyman and you go, you know, I remember when I was an apprentice and I didn't know what I was doing. And now I'm running crews of a hundred people with 40 apprentices. And, um, I, you know, I had a hand in building that building. I was here when it was just dirt and now it's a five-story building. And that, you know, you can drive by it the next day or two years from now or 10 years from now and have that sense of pride and accomplishment. And I think that's something that a lot of people like. They can see it, it's tangible. Mm -hmm. uh, being outdoors, a lot of people don't like to be cooped up. Um, and the change of scenery, um, and it could be, change of scenery could be even on one job site when you're, mm -hmm. you're doing the underground and it's all open and then the, the building's shelled in and now you're on the roof doing all the equipment on the roof. You know, it's like, but you're in one location, but you had so many changes of mm -hmm. scenery versus going to the same desk and the same office every day. Right, right? A variety. A variety, and then uh, changing locations, because once a building's built, it's done. Mm -hmm. So you go to remodel it. So you move on to the next building, whether it's a new, another new building or a remodel or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. And all that variety change, um, meeting new people. There's people that I've met um, 20 years ago that I'm still friends with that I still, I don't see every day, right? Mm -hmm. But we still have, we made that connection and that friendship um, and other trades even. You know, lots of other trades. It's mm -hmm. not just the trade I'm in. I've made lots of good friends. Um, I had uh, a good electrician friend, um, or still do, and he introduced me to my wife, nice. my first wife. <laughs> <laughs> my first wife. Practice. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're still friends, okay. and um, and uh, he actually saw that one of my family members had passed away. He noticed mm -hmm. it in the paper, and he called me. You know. And I hadn't talked to him for like a couple years just because, you know, we kind of mm -hmm. drifted apart a little bit. And, and that's the friendship and stuff that you get in the trades. Uh, I, don't, I don't see that a lot of other places. Would you mind sharing the story of your son just to appeal to the younger people who think they don't need health insurance? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my son is 18 and he's in the apprenticeship now. He's 23 or 4. Um, but when he was 18, he crashed his four-wheeler um, right after graduation. And our insurance covers children up to age 26. So he was still covered under my policy. Um, and he had major internal injuries. He was life flighted from Bend to Portland. Um, and he was in the ICU for about nine days. And the bills came to about $440,000. And because of our good health coverage, um, I paid $2,500 out of pocket. That's it. Wow. Out of the whole bill. Um, so our insurance covered it all. And um, I think that's one of the things that actually kind of led him to get into our apprenticeship too. He wasn't really, never really thought about it. He always knew it was there, mm -hmm. I, you know, being around me. Mm -hmm. um, but then he saw, he's like, huh, people do really well with this. And I like working with my hands and it's got good risks. benefits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Taking risks. Uh, yeah. What would you say to women who maybe are a little intimidated to enter the space because it is so male-dominated? Um, and I know that's that's changing, but as it stands now, there's still quite a few, you know, more men in that space. What would you say to them? Correct. Um, yeah, and currently we're we're bringing our demographics up. Mm -hmm. uh, I think currently local 290s is about seven percent women. Mm -hmm. um, the IBEW or the electricians, they are probably one of the biggest um, unions that have the most women in them. And I think they're at like 13% women, which is awesome. Um, and what I would say is get in, you can do it. Um, 
the old adage of, you know, you're going to be treated bad. Um, it's changing. It's changed. Um, that you shouldn't be worried about that. Um, you go out there and do your job. You don't have to overprove yourself. You don't have to be better than someone else. Just go do it. Are there safeguards or places to go if there was a bad experience? Absolutely, yes. And we try to, we, we foster that through our apprenticeship. Um, we foster it through our journeyman and our journeyman training. Um, the building trades, including Local 290 and Local 290's apprenticeship and lots of other of the unions and their, their apprenticeships are involved with Safe From Hate. Um, a lot of the contractors have signed on with training programs like uh, Green Dot. Um, and so basically that's a safe space or safe ha haven that if anybody has, you know, a bad experience, they can go and, you know, get, get help. Um, and we try to give everybody the tools, um, to be able to not put up with that, not mm -hmm. stand for it. Um, let somebody know we won't condone it. We will help you through the process. Um, that it's just, it's not acceptable anymore. And, and it does still happen and uh it's unfortunate but like i said it's way far and few between mm -hmm. um here, is there a consequence for that journeyman absolutely yeah um there's disciplinary actions that we in our local union will take uh which could be uh removing them from the job site removing them from our hiring hall which means they can't get another job mm -hmm. uh until um for example we had an individual that that this happened to um, had two instances and uh, mm -hmm. he was finally removed from our hiring hall for a full year and had to complete uh, different trainings before he could get back on our hiring hall to get a new job. Mm -hmm. So he spent a year not working and not able to collect unemployment. Wow. Wow. And I think that's a huge impact. Yeah, and I absolutely. think that says something for mm -hmm. us and our organization. We don't put up with it. Mm -hmm. um, Talk about pay equity with men and women. Um, so in a union, everybody is on the same playing field, right? So if you're a first-term apprentice or a journeyman, that pay is the same for a first-term apprentice as, as your female, male, lesbian, straight, whatever you might be, right? It doesn't matter. Same with a journeyman. Um, so the pay equity is the same. Do a lot of recruiting, um, and I do, especially here in Central Oregon, around the ladies to let them know that they can do this, mm -hmm. that they are a great part of the workforce and they're awesome at it. We just completed our second cohort of women in trades here in Central Oregon. Um, and now we have a total of almost 20 ladies that, that have uh, good apprenticeship jobs, mm -hmm. uh, working their way past, you know, in the path of becoming German. People are afraid of things they don't know. And when they hear negative things, they think that's what it is, right? Mm -hmm. I want to get out and get the word out that, you know, the trades and the unions are awesome for anybody. Whatever you are or want to be, you know, it doesn't matter. Just to be able to give that opportunity to somebody else. I had that opportunity and I thrive with it and I love mm -hmm. it. And I want to make sure that others have that and not see those barriers. Um, we won't tear those down. Don't discount the trades. It's just as good or better as any white collar job or somebody that goes to college, you know. Um, it's the old adage of, um, you know, if you don't go to college, you're not worth anything. Mm -hmm. And pardon my French, but that's BS. It is. Yeah. It's total BS. Yeah. Um, you know, um, the people that work in the white collar industry mm -hmm. um, that have an office in the corner, that office was built by a construction worker. <laughs>
right. right? So they wouldn't have that if we weren't there. Well, as a college graduate, 42, I'm trying to decide if I'm too old to switch to the trades. You're not too old. You're not too old. Not at all. Our average age of an apprentice, um, first term in the state of Oregon, no matter what trade it is, it's just an average of all the different trades, is 28 years old. That means that the, that person that's just starting this trade um, has spent 10 years outside of high school trying to figure out life, right? Mm -hmm. And of those first term apprentices, average age of 28, 30% um, have either a two to, have a two to four year degree mm -hmm. and college debt. And typically they don't have a job from that degree. And so they're looking elsewhere to pay off their college debt and they come to the trades and then they find it. So tell me what the debt of a journeyman has. Zero. Zero dollars. Zero dollars of debt. So our apprenticeship is, uh, it does have cost to it. Some apprenticeships are free. Um, ours through local 290 plumbers and fitters does cost. It's a hundred dollars per term of tuition. So that's every six months. So you're looking at a thousand dollars of tuition total in five years and it's payable every six months. Um, and then the cost of books and we subsidize the books 50% and mm -hmm. our books, um, typically won't run you any more than two to 300 per term. So we're looking at total cost of a five-year apprenticeship. Again, you pay as you go every six months of about $4,000. Mm -hmm. And so that's paid for and done. You don't owe a dime. You become a journeyman making $50 an hour with zero debt. And how much have they made in that five years? Oh. You know that number? I know that's the math right there. I'd, I'd have to do the math. Yeah, I, I don't even know, but it's uh, it's a substantial number. And and that number actually puts them, uh, uh, a tradesperson, in a better financial standpoint than most college grads mm -hmm. because they worked and earned money and they potentially had the ability to buy a house or invest mm -hmm. in themselves, right? Where most people going to college are just trying uh, to make it right mm -hmm. you make the rent and mm -hmm. make food while they're going to college right yeah room and board while they're going yeah. to college and don't actually earn extra income for life mm -hmm. um, I, I was extremely lucky again um, I'll boast a little bit when I was 18 I had the opportunity um, I had a little bit of money saved from you know being a teenager and working jobs too but I bought my first house um, a month before I turned 19 Wow. And the trades helped me be able to do that. I wouldn't have been able to do that if, you know, I didn't, if I was going to college, right? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to afford that. Um, so that put me above and beyond. Um, I was a journeyman, had paid for my house for over five years when most of my friends were graduating college and owed $100,000. Wow. And were getting jobs at 10, 12 bucks an hour. Which is how you have this beautiful home with the park setting. It's amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And the trades helped me do this. I built all of this. It's you know? amazing. Yeah. I just still can't get over that. Uh, we've done some other studies that show our earning potential and somebody with a four-year degree's earning potential doesn't cross until about 50 or 52 years of age. So a, a construction worker will make more money until about 52 when that kind of goes up a little bit. But the other side doesn't have a pension. But the other side doesn't have a pension either. Yeah. yeah, that's just earning. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yep. Wow. Well, I'm so excited to share this out because, like I said, I'm finding this out at 42. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to save, you know, I'd like to save more people that are younger that are really trying to figure out that route, you know, how they can stay outside, uh, you know, do something with their hands, feel empowered about what they're doing, you know, yeah. and uh, and make money doing it. So. And enjoy it.
Yeah. I've never regretted or looked back and wished I would have done something different. Mm -hmm. um, the good times, the bad times, this has been probably one of the best careers I could have ever chosen. Yeah. So. Thank you so much. Yep. Appreciate it. No, thank you. Yeah. All Thanks right. Thanks for that. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Work Chatter. Did we help answer your questions? Are there topics you'd like for us to explore? Do you know of someone who should be a guest on this podcast? Reach out by clicking the link in the bio.